0: She is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on The Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: Hello, listeners. Be advised that this show is an immersive audio experience. It may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. Listener discretion is advised, as this content is intended for adult audiences only. Q-Code presents A Burned Photo, created by Nicole Esposito.
2: <laughs> Benji? <laughs> yeah. I'm home, watching my son, Benjamin, play on the floor with his blocks and waiting for my husband, Isaiah, to come home. I see Benjamin smile, and I'm filled with this love so powerful it knocks the wind out of me. Benjamin, what did you spell there? And then I remember, Benjamin doesn't have blocks. That was Shane, my brother. My dead brother. It isn't my son in front of me at all. It's Artie. Look what I can spell, Felicia. Blood, blood, blood. blood. Where is my son? Blood Felicia, I have it, and there's nothing that you can do. No. Yeah, but it isn't. It likes to protect. Because it likes to torture. Right. You were so good. I run into the kitchen. The door's locked, so I turn. The blocks are there, and they spell the same thing they always do. Soon. God, Felicia! And then I wake up. It started in 2017, and every time the dream is the same. Ugh, what is it?
3: Felicia! Felicia, Felicia, dude, you're gonna love me so much. I can't even handle it.
2: Uh, oh, what is it, Chantal?
3: Are you ready to love me forever? Chantal. Fine. You know, Cassie? The girl Brian's garbage boss cheated on his wife with? Well, she works for a certain major tech company up here in the Bay, and she told me they're looking for a senior tax manager. You want to know what company? I'll give you a hint. It starts with the G, has an oogle in the middle, and ends with about a million euros <laughs> on a not, paycheck. I
2: have a job.
3: You have a shitty job, managing money for a tiny mom and pop store that can't even pay you a quarter of what you're worth. I mean... You don't even leave your house. Hey, work
2: from home is awesome. Don't knock it. And when the buyout for Isaiah's company closes, the paycheck won't matter.
3: And when's that gonna be?
2: I don't know for sure.
3: Exactly. Buyout filed through in 2014, again in 2015, and again last year. Just come on up to the bay. Chantal,
2: we've been through this.
3: I know, I know. You don't want to leave L.A., but Felicia, this is huge.
2: That's what you said about the last job interview.
3: That wasn't my fault. He said he was the CEO. Of
2: a company called STD? That name didn't set off alarm bells for you?
3: stands for 724 Delivery. It's not that gross. And it was an honest mistake. There's no way I could have known that guy was under indictment. (laughs) Oh, okay. But this is real. And you deserve it. And I miss you, Felicia. I miss you too. Do you? Because it seems like every time I find an opportunity for you to get a better job and move closer to me, you find an excuse why you can't. Doesn't really seem fair that I only see you when I come to you. It's
2: it's not that I don't want to be close to you, it's just that-
3: Ava asks about Auntie Felicia all the time.
2: I will bring Benjamin up there for a trip soon. (laughs)
3: If I had a dollar every time you said that, I could afford to buy a second house down there near you and never have to have a silly argument again.
2: Look, I'm sorry, Chantal. It's not a good time.
3: You had the dream again?
2: Two years. Still feels as raw as it did that night. What is wrong with me?
3: What? You think I don't miss him every day too? He was my brother, Felicia.
2: I, I know, I just...
3: No, listen. There is nothing wrong with you. People grieve in their own time and their own ways. I just wish you'd let us help.
2: I just want closure. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like something that's happened. It feels like something that's still happening. Maybe when they catch the driver... And you know, what if they
3: don't? I love you, Felicia. You're my family forever. But you've got to get out in the world. Don't let that house turn into a tomb.
2: Fine, call Cassie or whoever. Send my resume, I'll do the interview if they want me. On Zoom. Ah,
3: good, I knew you'd come around.
2: No, it is not a yes. It's Mm-mm.
3: a maybe. That's all I need to work a miracle, baby.
2: <laughs> okay. You guys still coming down to Pasadena for that wedding?
3: Yes, ma'am. In a month.
2: We can't wait. Benjamin will be excited to see you.
3: Oh, speak of the little angel.
2: <sighs> He's up. I better get him.
3: And the offer still stands. I will take him for a day down there. Give you a mama's day off.
2: That, that sounds amazing. I gotta go. Talk, talk to you soon.
3: Get ready for that new job.
2: How could I tell her that staying in LA had nothing to do with Isaiah or my job or my house? And everything to do with keeping my monsters at bay. Chantal thought I made my house a tomb when I'd actually made it a fortress. I didn't believe in the thing, as I came to call it, and it came for me anyway. I felt helpless after Isaiah was killed. I felt like I couldn't protect myself or my child. So I learned. Every ritual from every corner of the world. Palo Santo from South America. Buddhist mala beads. Colares de Santeria. Crosses, hamsas, stars of David. Anything that could protect us. And for a while, it worked. Two years had passed since that night, and I had managed to keep whatever it was at bay.
4: All right. It's just about 3.05, so let's get started. The stragglers can catch up. I'm Professor Catherine Wells, and this is Anthropology 112, Magic, Witchcraft, and Legends. For those of you expecting a sorting hat and Quidditch brooms, I will invite you to log off right now. This is not Hogwarts. This is a real class. And this behemoth is our textbook, The Tales We Tell by Kay Ramsey. So, let's start with a college classic, The Icebreaker. I'm going to go around the room, and I want each of you to tell me an urban legend you believe in we will go alphabetical. No A's, no B's. How about Felicia Cox? Uh,
2: that's me. Hi, everyone. I'm Felicia. I'm just sort of audit in this class.
4: That's okay. You can still share if you want.
2: Uh, okay. Well, uh, my urban legend doesn't have a name. I just call it the thing hides in the form of a child, and it hunts other children. It can play with your mind, and it can make things disappear and reappear. It can start fires that only burn what it wants to burn. And you can only see its true form in a photograph. But if you look at it, you'll be driven mad instantly.
4: Well, that's quite a story to kick us off.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to scare everyone.
4: Nonsense. Half the people here are signed up to be scared. There's lots of symbolism there. Let's take a closer look at Felicia's legend. So, children represent innocence, purity. But the monster corrupts that innocence, perverts it into something terrifying and wrong. An invasion of what we hold most dear. And fire is one of humanity's oldest symbols. It represents survival, our ability to conquer the world. But we can't conquer fire. It's nature at its most chaotic, most uncontrollable. And photography, some cultures forbid it. Believing a photo steals a piece of one's soul. But photos are most often associated with truth-telling. You can't fool the lens. It captures everything as it is, not how it wants to be. Uh, Jason Eggert here, grad student. Yeah, I find it interesting that the monster in this story shows up at all in photographs. You know, I'm thinking about vampires who have no
5: reflection and wouldn't necessarily show up in a photo, right?
4: Vampires are soulless, and so there is no reflection. What about ghosts?
5: Well, they have
4: souls, don't they? In fact, they're nothing but souls. So, Felicia, by this logic, it would seem that the monster in your story has a soul, but... Perhaps one that's been altered, corrupted beyond recognition.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that the monster, Felicia? The picture you just sent to the chat? The little boy
4: and the burned up half?
2: What? <laughs> yeah, it's creepy for sure. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Sure enough, there it was. Jane sitting next to that burned out abomination the photo that had haunted me through my life stared back from my computer screen mocked me
4: did you take this yourself felicia
2: no i uh, my, my my mother took it i'm i'm sorry i i have to go felicia are you all right no i i'm i'm sorry mommy box box a what box? Blocks. That's what he said, and that's what was there, laid out in front of my two-year-old son. Those same wooden blocks. Only they weren't in some photo or left inside a storage unit. They were inside my house, my fortress. I one seven zero. I had no idea what it meant by that. All I knew was that it wanted to scare me with it.
5: It's all clear, ma'am.
2: Thank you for coming so quickly.
5: Of course. But ma'am, are you sure you smelled smoke?
2: I didn't just smell it. I saw the fire. Why? H- how bad was it? What?
5: Uh, there's nothing burned inside that house.
2: No, my my whole office went up in flames. I was in the room. We were we were both in the room.
5: Yeah, I'm not sure what to tell you, ma'am. I I just did a complete walkthrough, and everything is fine.
2: I don't. <laughs> no, I I don't understand. Have. You've been sleeping? Well, I guess not, but I, I don't see what that has to do with the it's fact okay. that- It's
5: okay. Look, my guess, you're tired, you're stressed, you dozed off. You smelled a neighbor's barbecue or something, and while you're still half asleep, your mind plays a trick on you. And convince yourself there's a fire. That
2: is not what happened.
5: <laughs> I've seen him before. More than once. It's, it's not a big <laughs> deal. That,
2: that isn't what- it-, it wouldn't do me any good to argue with him. He already thought I was crazy. I didn't need him calling any child services on me. I guess you're right. I appreciate you all coming out so fast and I'm I'm sorry about well, all this.
5: It's no problem at all. I'd rather you call and not need us than need us and not call. My advice, get some sleep and take care of that kid of yours.
2: I hated the way he said that. I knew how to protect my baby. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it in that house. I drove for hours. I didn't know where I was going. I wound up on some desolate road. I tried to stay calm, stay rational, but who was I kidding? Something just invaded my house, set it on fire, then unset it on fire just to fuck with me? <laughs> The thing didn't answer to anyone. It didn't need to be invited in or opened up to like my mother thought. It behaved exactly when and how it meant to. I realized in that moment that the thing could torment me here just as easily as it could at home. Because I would let it. And that would be fine. It could hurt me if it needed to. But I couldn't let it hurt Benjamin. I wouldn't. To learn more. I don't know. To find something that I could actually do. The porch light flipped on. And then I saw her. A girl sat on my front porch. About 25, with long, red hair. Pale skin, freckles. And she smiled. It was a beautiful smile when that made you believe everything would be all right.
6: Felicia? Hi, I'm here to... Ah!
2: I was Ah! tired of believing Ah! everything would be all right. (coughs) who the hell are you? And what the fuck are you doing here? Jesus Christ, what is that? Pepper spray, (coughs) start talking or I will hit you again.
6: Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. Something strange is happening to you, isn't it? (laughs) What what, what do you mean? You know what I mean. Something is coming after you. I know because it's happening to me too. It is happening to me too. And I think I know how to stop it.
2: How's your eye? Still burning, thanks. Hey, you're the trespasser here. You don't get to be
6: indignant. Look, I wasn't trespassing. I was... Okay, I was trespassing, but I had a good reason. Which I'm still waiting to hear. How did you even find me? I saw your husband's obituary, then had a friend at the property tax office look you up. I'm sorry for your loss, by the way. This is stalking, you know? No, look, I promise, I'm not crazy. I just... I needed to see you. I would have come earlier. Well, actually I did, but your house was on fire or something. I saw you in the front yard with the firefighters and I knew right then and there, you were the one I was looking for.
2: You're my Felicia. You just said you're not crazy. And then you followed up with a truly insane statement. Zoe told me I had to find you. Zoe? Zoe, the girl who found me in Aspen the girl the thing pretended to be. How do you know that name? She was
6: my aunt. I'm Kira Barrington. And? Kira Barrington, the girl who lived. Do you not watch Dateline? The girl whose dad? Whose dad, Drew Barrington, killed all her siblings and himself one night in 1992. And left my mother and eight month old me sobbing in my nursery. Yeah, the one and only. Hey, can we get some help over here? Jesus, why do
2: you say it like that? If I was less glib, would it make it less horrific? I always wondered why he'd let you two live. Uh, God, that, that sounds awful. You're fine. You're not the first. Can I help you three?
6: French fries and onion rings in the same basket, please, with no ketchup, extra ranch. Look, most family annihilators start with the wife. But my dad poisoned everyone in their ice cream after dinner. And my mom was lactose intolerant. He knew that. Of course he knew that. He was very careful not to kill her. I'll just be right back. What is wrong with you? I mean, why did I survive? I wasn't supposed to. But hey, I was
2: a baby. I spit it up the minute I ate it. Okay, well, I'm sorry all that happened to you, but I really should get him back home now.
6: Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm not... I'm not good with people. You know, you grow up with that much tragedy, it kind of fucks with your social IQ. <laughs> Andrew Jr. and Lee. My brothers, Andy and Lee. I had to rehearse their names when I was a kid so I wouldn't forget them. I mean, it's, it's not like I really knew them, not really, but. It still hurts, you know, to lose a whole piece of who you are and not even remember enough to feel sad about it.
2: I did know. Despite everything about Kira, I knew deep down we were the same. We both lost so much and we were just looking for answers. What do you want from me, Kira?
6: box my grandfather my dad's dad well his adoptive father died in August and when we were cleaning out his house I found this box with my dad's name on it
2: why is it wrapped in tin foil it's fireproof foil well what does this have to do with? I'm getting there
6: see my mother threw out every scrap of anything my father owned what he did, they wanted him erased. I don't remember anything about my father. Not even having a sliver of an answer about who he was or why he did what he did. It was starting to really screw me up. I mean, my parents' lives were perfect. There's no explanation. So when I found this little box, it just spoke to me. It was my chance to finally have some answers.
2: So, what's in it? Newspaper clip I
6: know, disappointing, right? I was hoping for a manifesto. Then, I started reading them. Okay,
4: I've got your food here.
6: Oh, don't worry, we're done talking about murder. <clears throat> uh, could I get some coffee? Oh.
1: You're staying longer. Good.
6: My dad organized them all. See, it starts with this one. August fifth, eighteen eighty. Son of congressman vanished. C- careful, it's old. Um. <laughs> Mississippi Congressman Samuel Chamberlain's five-year-old son Artie Chamberlain disappeared from his bedroom in the middle of the night last week.
2: Did you say Artie? Yeah. Why? I wondered if I could trust Kira enough to tell her what that name meant to me. Did they find him?
6: No. And that's not even the weird part. They suspected the nanny, but they couldn't prove anything. And apparently she just kept going on about some new friend of Artie's who was responsible. A little boy named Ezekiel, she
2: said, but- But nobody had ever seen him. Exactly. Now, look at this. Chamberlain family massacred in home blaze. A week after Artie went missing, the house caught fire. Everyone
6: inside died. Chamberlain, his wife, his five other children, the servants. That is horrible, Kira. 1914. Robert Harding, 14 years old, goes missing, then his family burns up in a fire. Aunts, uncles, cousins, entire family massacred. 1935, Jill Woods goes missing. Her family dies in a fire. No, wait, wait, who's that? That drawing? Oh, um, Jill's grandmother drew that. She was the only one who survived the fire. When Jill went missing, she mentioned a little boy that her granddaughter had met. Clearly something was off about him and grandma drew a picture of him. And guess who it happens to look like? Artie. Artie Chamberlain. Exactly. Funny thing, seeing the same five-year-old boy pop up 34 years later, right?
2: Wait, how did you know that was Artie? They're all the same. 1954, Katie Harding. 1968, Brian Martin.
6: 1980, Zoe Barrington. My Aunt Zoe. She was 13. My dad was 16. He was in charge of her while their parents went away for the weekend. Neighbor came over to make sure he wasn't throwing any parties, and she found my dad curled up on the floor next to a smashed up Polaroid and some burned out photos sobbing about how some boy named Robbie had taken her.
2: Robert Harding, 1914.
6: Family hopped on a bus back home as soon as they heard. But they died. Bus got fire. Nobody survived. <sighs> oh, my God. Every one of these is
2: intertwined. Every child taken by a child taken before them. And every family massacred. Wait, so, so why me? My family didn't burn up. I didn't have a sibling go missing, or... But I did. Shane. I had just never met him. The details were a little different, but in my heart, I knew. All the news stories about Shane, about my mother, They were in that box somewhere, too. It was only a matter of time. Whatever Kira had found... ...and did have something to do with me. Coffee? Uh, yes, please, thank you.
6: (laughs) Guess we did freak out that waitress. She called in a replacement. Felicia?
5: You won't stop me, you know.
2: Excuse me? Felicia. Oh, stop. Enough. Who are you? Felicia, look.
6: Robert Harding, 1914. You're one of the lost children.
5: Doesn't matter who I was. It matters who I am now.
6: Where is Zoe? What did you do to her?
2: You, you, you burned everything?
5: It isn't about fire either, Felicia. It's about blood. Your blood. Soon, it will be his blood.
6: Felicia. Get up, we're leaving.
5: You can't run from
2: me, Felicia. Let go of me,
6: ma'am. Are are you all right? Where did he go? Who? Robbie. Where the hell did Robbie go? Come back here, you coward. Uh, there's no one else working this section. I'm.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Felicia. We're leaving. <laughs>
6: So wait! For what?
2: Look, I'm sorry about what happened to all those families, and I'm sorry about what happened to you, but whatever this is, whatever that was, I don't want any part I of it. I know
6: about the monster. I know something's been tormenting you. You do? Yeah. This part really is going to sound insane. I didn't just find newspapers in my dad's box. I found a tape recorder with a cassette inside. I wanted answers so badly.
5: My name is Drew Charles Barrington. Today is November 15th, 1992. This message is for my wife. Caroline, Caro, sweetheart, I'm sorry. I never wanted to hurt you. I never wanted to hurt anyone. But there are old things, buried things, that I had no part in, that I had to take responsibility for anyway. The day Zoe disappeared, she went to meet her new boyfriend, Robbie. They'd hang out in the backyard for hours, just talking. I didn't care, I thought it was cute. So I tried to snap a picture of them one day. I snuck a can to them through the back window. I thought it'd be a nice gift to give her my way of apologizing for being such a jerk older brother all the time. But what I saw in that picture wasn't a boy. It was a monster unlike anything I could even imagine. Hate and evil incarnate. The next thing I remembered, I was in hospital. And my entire family was gone. But I figured it out now. It took me years. I dug through damn near every library in the country. But I realized what I need to do. And you're hate me for it.
6: The whole place went up in flames in a second. It didn't make sense. I just knew I had to
5: leave.
6: God damn it! In the reflection of the windows above me, as the fire raged inside my apartment, I saw her. Aunt Zoe? Like she'd been preserved in that glass. Zoe looked exactly as she did in her pictures. Forever 13, Zoe was there and she had a message. The monster's coming, Kira. What monster? I need you to find Felicia.
1: The Burn photo stars Charmaine Bingwa as Felicia Cox, Catherine McNamara as Kira Barrington, Luke Speakman as Artie Chamberlain, Sabungale Malambo as Chantal, Austin Kane as Robbie Harding, Eliza Pryor as Zoe Barrington, with additional performances by Jen Wong, LaShawn Clay, Drew Bryant, Cameron Meyer, Connor McCraith, Kat Solko, Shaw Jones, Jules Hartley, Sam Meyerson. Created by Nicole Esposito. Written by Nicole Esposito and Jeremy Novick. Directed by Jeremy Novick. Executive produced by Roy Lee, Angus McLoon, Rob Herding, David Henning, Sandra Yi Ling, Michelle Zarati, Charmaine Bingua. And Nicole Esposito. Co executive producer Jeremy Novick. Produced by Shenyin He Yu. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson. Music editor Brian Kesley. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh and Neely Oftering. Edited by Neely Oftering. Additional editor Beatrice Neronia. Sound design by The Audio Hive Jose Varon and Jeffrey Kanick. Mixed by Lamps Lumpaginia. Supervising Mixer, Ben Milchiff. Casting Directors, Chelsea Block, Marisol Kali, and Mayank Batur at Atomic Honey. Casting Director for Guest Roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant Director, Kelsey Adams. Script Supervisor, Sam Beasley and Omar Barahona. Set Teacher, Celeste Armstrong. Assistant Engineering by Beatrice Noronha. Production Coordinator, Brendan Weisner and Bailey Grayson. Production Assistant, Nathan Yen and Alexa Goldstein. Post Coordinator Marlena Ma and Rachel Yanover. Production Legal Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production Accounting Pin Chun Liu. Special thanks to Mara Schuster-Liefkowitz and Owen Painter. This podcast was recorded under a SAG AFRA collective bargaining agreement. The Burn Photo is a Vertigo Entertainment and Q-code production. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.
0: I'm Carlos King, one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Mimi Leakes, Teresa Judai and kenya moore each episode we will rehash shocking betrayals honey yes hilarious shade and all the drama reality with the king podcast is available wherever you get your podcast